Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Dave. And join us every Thursday for a new episode of Two Player Bros, a podcast about two guys who play way too many video games. Join me and Dave as we talk about the latest in Xbox, PlayStation, PC, and VR news, previews, and reviews. We have it all, and we play it all. And join us every other week for Post Game, where we play through and dive deep into our favorite modern classics and new releases. That's Two Player Bros, available every Thursday wherever you get your podcast. part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hey, it's Andrew Morgan, host of the NOMCAST, the Netflix original movie podcast. Each week, we review the biggest Netflix original movies with special guests from the film industry, the music industry, comedians, and of course, our fellow podcasters. Check us out on the web at NOMCASTpod.com. Follow us on the socials at NOMCASTpod. And most importantly, listen and subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. Hit that beat one time. Welcome to Crackin' One Open. I'm Mike. And I'm Elise. What's up? Uh, I was thinking about drinking <laughs> a beer, but I didn't know what to drink. I was hoping someone could tell me, like, what should I be drinking tonight? Ooh. Well, I might have the uh, the suggestion for you then. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and what would that be? <laughs> uh, so this week we are Crackin' Open. Nugget Nectar Ale from Trogues Independent Brewing, which is located in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Is that official? Is it Trogues? I suddenly, yes, I watched a few videos on their website and that's how they pronounce it. All right, good. I've been saying it right all, all these years. <laughs> I figured I was. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I will get to it. <laughs> so Trogues was founded in 1996 by brothers John and Chris Trogner. Previous to 1996, Chris was living in Boulder, Colorado, which is where, as he puts it, the craft brewery renaissance was really starting. So I assume that living there was part of his inspiration to get into the business. Um, But Chris moved back home to Pennsylvania so he could work with his brother to open a brewery. And they decided on the name Trogues because it's a combination of a nickname derived from their last name, Trogner, and the Dutch word Krog, which means pub. So very uh, serendipitous circumstances there. Um, (laughs) In the beginning, it truly was a family affair. They brought in all of their family and friends for a few extra hands to help bottle and keg or whatever else really needed to be done around their brewery. But as demand grew, they were able to add a lot of new people to the team who didn't necessarily have the same last name. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And what I learned from their website that you wouldn't know unless you're from the area, I guess, is that the brewery has what they call a scratch series. It changes every week on Thursday. And it sounds like it's basically an experimental brew that they'll pay like extra attention to the feedback for it in the tasting room so that they can learn how to build it, build on it from there or scratch it. It's basically their version of the pilot series from Two Roads, except it comes out weekly which is kind of crazy well it also sounds like thimble island on nearby brew thimble island oh, has yeah, the, uh, cask. the cask ones every but week. that's not necessarily like this is i believe this is meant for like more similarly to the pilot series yeah like to make a bigger batch of it yeah for okay. release whereas the um thimble island is more just for funsies it's it seems like yeah true trogue has a splinter series of beers now that are barrel aged and produced on a very limited basis. They have three fooders to play around with as well. 
But yeah, those don't really last long and they're not meant for distribution either. Hmm. I actually didn't realize how fairly small Trogues is. Only about 10 states up and down the Northeast coast because they want to make sure that everything is as fresh as possible. For some reason, I thought they were more widely spread, but obviously... Yeah, because we've seen them in other states. Yeah. That's probably why. That's true. But I mean, I appreciate that they want to be able to, you know, fully serve the customers that they already have. Yeah. So this is the description of Nugget Nectar uh, straight from Trogues. I'm just going to let them say it because obviously the brewers say it best. Quote, Nugget Nectar, an imperial amber ale that brightens up the post-holiday doldrums is here. This excessively dry hopped beer started out as kind of a birthday gift from our brewmaster, John Trogner, to himself. (laughs) John's birthday is in January, which is around the time when the first hops from our fall selection start arriving at the brewery. He wanted to brew something really special and hoppy to celebrate the arrival of that year's fresh off the vine nugget hops. It turned out to be the perfect storm of great beer paired with a great name and iconic imagery. With that, another Trogues cult classic was born, like Troganator and Mad Elf. Troganator's great, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nugget helped put Trogues on the map. When it debuted back in 2004, there was nothing else like it. In fact, we called it an Imperial Amber as sort of a joke, but in reality, it was the first of its kind. To this day, Nugget is one of our most requested beers and remains a bright spot in the depths of winter. It's no surprise that Nugget Hops take center stage, adding dank notes of pine and grapefruit. Simcoe chimes in with hints of ripe mango and creamsicle, and it's all balanced with enough kilned malt and to add body and a touch of sweetness. With its beautiful orange color, big hop flavor, and 7.5 ABV, Nugget will help keep you warm on those dark, cold winter nights. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. <laughs> Thanks. That was a, a pause for a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> you just looked at me and I was like, okay. No, really. I just wanted to sit my mind. Uh, <laughs> so let's get into the specifics. We've got ale yeast in the mix, Munich Pilsner and Vienna malts, and Nugget, Warrior, Tomahawk, Simcoe, and Palisade hops. Damn. Right? Question. Yes. Have we done Munich? We've done Munich uh, malts. Malts before, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Very common German malt. Okay. 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 So Tomahawk, we've obviously talked about before, mostly under its other name, Columbus, or the nickname CTZ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the hop that was subject to a legal battle because both Hop Union and Yakima Chief were trying to patent the same exact hop, but they settled on an agreement that allowed both names to be registered. So Tomahawk hops feature a punchy hoppiness and deep aroma with understated citrus notes, which make it ideal as a dual use hop. It's very high on the bittering scale, so it's commonly used late in the boil, but when it's fresh, they have an herbal flavor with like a lemony, citrusy back note. They are most often used in imperial brown ales, barley wines, imperial stouts, and American ales. Simcoe should be another familiar name, but not necessarily in a a tiresome way (laughs) because (laughs) Simcoe is used in so many different types of beer. Simcoe hops have a lot of those bright citrus flavors along with the earthy undertones, a lot of grapefruit, pine, and and herbs. Have we ever had anything that had Simcoe, but it was just Simcoe? Because it always seems like it's... In conjunction with something others. else. Yeah, is there. it seems like it plays well with others. I don't know if it would lend itself to a single hop series. 
And I, I said, very yeah. few beers. We've had very few beers that have just single hops in them. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think we've ever had anything with Simcoe. Like obviously Citra, we've had a bunch mm-hmm. that are by themselves. Yep. Oh, did you see Tribus just literally just released a, a Citra single hop uh, beer that they're going to, they're going to start doing sing, a single hop series. Oh, that's And cool. the first one is Citra. Yeah. No, that's, that's neat. I like that. Cause then you really got to get, it helps you to get an idea of what yeah. these hops taste like and what you're actually tasting in a beer. Exactly. And one of the things I really liked when, um, I don't know if they still do this now. And obviously we bring them up every episode. Yeah. We've when two roads had the jars. Two roads used to have jars of the different hops. Yeah. Um, with little like holes poked in them, like little mm-hmm. mason jars. Mm-hmm. And then they would kind of swirl around the hops and they would have the patrons smell them while yeah. they were drinking the beer to kind of get an idea of these hops, how those hops, out. how to pick out the different flavors and stuff. And yeah. that, I haven't seen that since like the first year they were open, but. Yeah, that's true. It has been a, damn, that's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really thought that <laughs> and was. And it's obviously not a, a COVID friendly uh, practice right now either, but hey, stick your nose should, and breathe in this. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's a really cool thing. Yeah, definitely. I would love to see that come back. But the single hop things would really get you being able to see stuff. But like you said, like Simcoe, we've never seen as a single. Yeah. I almost wonder if you can't, if that would not if be a good just, beer. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm, 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 <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So because of high alpha acid content and relatively low cohumulone. Cohumulone. <laughs> it makes for a very good foundational bittering hop. Its nickname is Cascade on steroids. And like we were just talking about, it's very often used in conjunction with Cascade, Centennial, Chinook, and Citra just for that extra kind of punch. So it's interesting to me that it's not used with any of those hops in this beer. Hmm. Simcoe is also useful for its aroma qualities because it has that nice balance between pleasantly fruity and earthy and piney. And as I mentioned before, yeah, it's really versatile. Simcoe can often be found in. IPAs, double IPAs, India Black Ales, India Red Ales, Barley Wines, Amber Ales, American Stouts, American Porters, American and Belgian Wheat Beers, and Lagers. <gasps> yeah. Which is why I don't hold it against when we're picking out a beer for the cast and I see Simcoe, I'm not like, <sighs> again. <laughs> like, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to have that same taste. Taste or aroma, get. yeah. Yeah. It's an everything. It's an everything. All right. Warrior hops. These hops are becoming a go-to bittering hop among brewers, especially across America. It has a very mild aroma and contributes balanced flavor, but the bitter bite is what's sought after for bigger IPAs and imperial styles like this one. Its high mercine oil content contributes to its piney and zesty character. (laughs) (laughs) And its aroma has notes of grapefruit, lemon and pineapple. Which intrigues me because, you know, yes, of course, there's grapefruit, but lemon and especially pineapple are descriptors that we don't see a lot, or at least not like every single week. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> lemon, you always get like lemon or lemongrass. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Lemongrass. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Palisade hops uh, most likely have German noble hop heritage. They are actually the result of an open pollination of Tetnanger, but it could have also been the closely related Fuggle. <laughs> I need which some is, Fuggle Which hops. is the American Tetnanger, yeah. Um, Palisade hops show a range of both floral and tropical fruit aromas like mango and apricot, as well as, uh, wow, I went like real Minnesotan there, as well as herbaceous notes like fresh cut grass. It's generally very good to use as a blending hop, but 
This depends on when the palisade hops were harvested. Hmm. Um, when they're harvested later in the season, palisade becomes much more aggressive and pungent and loses its delicate floral profile. So these hops are most often used in conjunction with Amarillo and Cascade hops. Again, not in this brew. And is commonly used in American West Coast Pale Ales, India Pale Ales, and English Ales. And last, but certainly not least, we've got Nugget, the namesake of this beer. So Nugget hops are the daughter of Brewer's Gold and the mother of Millennium hops. It was released in 1983, and by 1987, it was producing 14% of the Pacific Northwest's hops. Its popularity dropped a bit over time due, the, due to the influx of newer hop varieties, but it's still a very important hop in the beer industry. They have a super alpha acid content. They're actually one of the earliest super alpha hop varieties with low beta and low cohumulone levels, which give it an excellent bittering kick that's popular for use in IPAs and Imperials. Again, like this one mm -hmm. and other really hoppy brews. Nugget hops are known to have a mild but noticeable herbal quality of woodiness, along with a subtle spicy ginger note, but minimal citrusy notes and low fruity characteristics of peach, pineapple, and lychee. That's an interesting one. Yeah. So Trogues is also one of the few breweries that goes all in on food pairings, like even more than uh, Southern Tier. <laughs> <laughs> So, again, the main flavors we're expecting in this beer are grapefruit, pine, mango, and creamsicle. All right, here we go. Suggested contrasting food pairings include pork belly, charred brisket, gouda aged five years or more, smoked and grilled sausages, mackerel, uh, preserved lemon, uh, okay. which I don't get, <laughs> and caperberry. Which is apparently, I had to look this up, um, a fully matured caper, which is the size of a grape and often consumed pickled. What? Right? <laughs> Suggested complementary food pairings include papaya, Dijon, yams, roasted carrots, apricot, and lemon verbena. Or verbena. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> then they actually have a third list of adverse flavors. So do not drink nugget nectar <laughs> <laughs> and eat asparagus, clove, cinnamon, nutmeg, vanilla, Granny Smith apples, tomatoes, or vinegar. So basically don't have dessert with this beer. <laughs> or the vinegar part too. Yeah, it's weird. That kind of makes sense though. And a lot of those are like folly kind of flavors, mm -hmm. at least the first few. So that kind of makes sense not to mix those with... Something, Something like super piney and pine dank and, and yeah. Almost fruity. Mm -hmm. The brisket and the pork belly and stuff like that makes sense because you put. Definitely. A lot of times when you braise those, you put like pineapple and then those mm -hmm. sweet glazes on it. So that kind of makes sense. Yep. That does sound pretty good. So yeah, that's what I got. Ooh, you know what I got? Beer. I got, I got beer in the fridge. You want to you you crack some open? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we're back. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all ready to crack this? Yeah. <laughs> ah. Your quack, Aww, your crack you. was better and quicker because I just cut, you just all cut my your nails. nails. <laughs> quick. I Ooh. opened it with skin. I got like orange and pine right as I opened that can. Oh, I just got, I just got hop. Oh. But now, yes, I get, ooh, I, I think I get that orange for sure. Mm -hmm. Or as they put it, creamsicle. It is more of a creamsicle because of the dankness. Yeah. It gives it kind it's of that vanilla kind of aspect. It's weird how it alters it like that. 
Oh, that is not the color I thought it would be. Oh my God, Trogs gave us all this information. There was no SRM. Oh, mm. uh, yeah, that's true. Or oh IBU. God, this is so much clearer than I expected and so much darker. This is yeah, awesome it, looking. Yeah. Color straw. It does say the color, color straw slash orange. I wouldn't say this is straw though. I think it's straw. Unless they and mean it's in clarity. terms of clarity. Yeah. Okay. If you gave this to me, I would expect this to be an ale, maybe even like a I light ale or much. red. You did. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's so awesomely clear i'm taken aback by like how dank this is supposed to be how it smells and mm -hmm. like how clear filtered it is i expect it to be way more fizzy too yeah I I, that, that's why i head. kept pouring i was like there's no head and now <laughs> i i have to like lap it like a cat <laughs> <laughs> oh it smells Ooh. so good it smells so fruity it smells so interesting oh man now I understand why this has a cult following. You didn't even sip it yet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, this beer does smell fantastic. There's like almost not a hint of that kind of beeriness. It's like you have to appreciate beer to really be able to smell it and think it smells good. Like you could probably not like beer and smell this and think that it smells, smells good. pretty good. Yeah. Ooh. Yes, please. Mm. You ready to lap it up while I sip a yes. adult sip? <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. That's delicious. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> Somehow it's pillowy, even though it's not like super carbonated or it's not that the type of beer that I would look at and say that's going to have a pillowy mouthfeel. But this is soft. It is very soft. I You wouldn't expect. Yeah. The description you'd think dank, biting. Yeah. IPA. But it's not. Hazy. There's, there's a little bit of a bite after you swallow. Like I can detect on my tongue that the bitter is there, but it doesn't have that bitter physical like effect on my tongue when I sip it. And it's sweet, but not in a sickeningly sweet way. No, it's not sick. at all. It's like called not nectar. Syrup. It's yeah. sweet like a nectar kind of honey yeah. way. It's sweet in a, a very refreshing, natural way. It hits that sweet part of your tongue like like honey does. It's so clear. You know, I this really was- This is a very aptly named brew. Exactly. I really, I know it's called nectar ale, nugget nectar ale, but the description makes it seem like it's going to be a dank- like punch you in Cloudy, the face, kind of IPA, almost. all papaya, all grapefruit, some pineapple. Yeah, let's get it done. Kind of a beer, and like mm -hmm. this is absolutely smooth. Yeah, and sweet as it's just it's just fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm extremely happy that we found this, and now knowing how limited it is, I will be going back out and buying more. <laughs> Just you get all that pine at the front of the on your nose, like mm -hmm. at the nose of the beer. So much pine, but then you drink it and it's not like piney like a West Coast it's IPA. Yeah, which is to be honest, that's what I was expecting was more of a West Coast, more of a traditional, like what you think of as a West Coast style IPA. That's what I thought we yeah. were getting into. It smells like it now, but doesn't taste like it. Yeah. Although after a few sips, I'm getting a little bit more of a complex flavor on my tongue as well. Like that I can kind of start to taste the the dankness of the hops a little bit but not in a way that overpowers the overall smoothness oh no and yeah sweetness. The, you can taste it these hops are there that mm -hmm. there are a lot there's a lot going on in the taste but you mm -hmm. don't it's not a taste that lasts forever kind of it's not a taste that yeah. lingers forever it's not a taste that overpowers your senses i wouldn't recommend eating with this beer because this no. beer is so good, I would have it by itself. And there's so many flavors that like. But you could eat with this beer. It's not overpowering. You could totally eat whatever you want and drink this beer. But it's 
so interesting and flavorful that like I almost wouldn't want to ruin it with food. Oh, no, no, neither would I. This would be something I would wait until I would have first when I sat down at a restaurant. Yep. Or was cooking dinner or waiting for dinner to be ready and or maybe after dinner. This would be an after dinner drink. This is not a with food drink, although it's got food pairings. Yeah. And some interesting ones at that. Right. This is so good that I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. It's 7.5%, but it does not taste like it. Mm-mm, not at all. I just, I really love the sweetness. I love that honey type sweetness in this beer. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, nectar is in the name. I don't know why I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably because it just feels like they're squeezing a bunch of hops. They're, you know, yeah, handcraft. They got all these hops in and they're just doing what they can. And that's but, literally like, yeah, on the can. <laughs> but it is like, it is actually nectary. It's naturally sweet it's not biting it's mm-hmm. not like other double ipas which i've described a bunch of times where they almost hide the higher alcohol content with too much with sweetness the, like a cloying sweetness yeah right which sometimes works sometimes doesn't you mm-hmm. know i'm always if you listen to this podcast i'm always up or down on what i think of yeah. the sweetness in a double ipa sometimes that sweetness really works for it and sometimes i don't like it as much in this case it's a completely different sweetness it is really like yeah if you took a spoonful of honey, yeah, that kind of natural sweet. I really just can't get over the, the color of the beer either. The color, the carbonation. It's beautiful. And the clarity. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely not what I'd expect. But it is what I would expect from like an ale. Mm-hmm. But if somebody poured this for me and said, try this, I would be expecting would like a, expect an English it. kind of ale. Like yeah. some kind of like normal English pub ale. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I would expect like an English ale. Like, not. He has some bitters. Yeah. But it's. It's not like that. It's I would I would expect to to drink pine sap. <laughs> Delicious pine sap. Mm. Mm. Yeah, not that there's anything wrong with that, but this is not that. I will say, although I got the orange on the nose in the can, it's kind of going away now. It's pretty much gone. Yeah, I I don't really in an open glass. We are drinking these in tumblers, which the can does we'll go over it. The can does recommend tumblers, <laughs> which is awesome that you know, you get a can recommendation or a glass recommendation rather. It is completely gone in the open glass. Yeah. Everything really does kind of combine into one taste. I don't know about you, but I can't really pick out the pineapple. Um, I could pick out the, the pineapple, pineapple at I might first. Actually, the pineapple yeah. might be the one thing I can pick out. Mm-hmm. The whole overall yeah. taste is kind of piney. The smell, there's a little bit of a pine taste. The pineapple is actually kind of there on the nose. Yeah, I would agree. I was going to mention that before, but I couldn't tell if I was kind of com- uh, confusing in that with the, the sweetness of the creamsicle. Oh, yeah. No, I was definitely a pineapple smell. The creamsicle does come in at the very end very briefly. I do get this kind of very vanilla orange kind of finish. Yeah. But it's like it was like a ghost. But I almost wonder if that's because <laughs> I was about to say I don't get any of that. So my brain was like, oh, yeah, well, screw Find you. It. Here you go. <laughs> Give me one moment. I must confirm. Very scientific studies going on right now. Excuse yes, me. Yes. I get a little bit of that at the very end. Mm-hmm. At the very, very end, right before it disappears. <laughs> Just that little bit of creamsicle. <laughs> <laughs> Just a whisper. But as you taste it, I kind of get, you know, those flavors that you're used to, those papaya notes, those grapefruity mm. notes. It's very small and it's very minute. It's not trying to overpower you. It's not trying yeah. to be this hazy IPA. Yeah, I can see that. It's like trying to be this ale, this sweeter ale that has these hints, almost like it was smoked with these flavors. I in think it. it I think they did hint that some of the malts 
or toasted or something oh i don't i don't mean like the beard tastes smoky i just mean like oh no no in terms of like how i'm saying in terms of like the shlankerla in terms of like oh we smoke everything at or how you smoke cocktails with those little smokers Mm -hmm. like it's almost like it's been touched by these hops yeah but it's it's just a sweet ale that's just got all these hops within it like the ghost of these hops which is maybe why it's so clear and stuff like that because it's really just not like mash them in get here have a inch of sediment on the bottom of your glass <laughs> i mean uh, we love those beers we drink yeah. those all the time i will chew sediment until <laughs> yeah, the cows come we home, have to but... yeah <laughs> this is such a, a clear beautiful delicious beer. Yeah. beautiful beer i really can't get over how like nice the beer looks mm-hmm. i, I, I want to swim in this beer <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna put on some goggles and snorkel <laughs> can you drink beer by osmosis I don't know, but I can try. That's absolutely fantastic. Not that I had any doubt that anything by Trogues would be good because we've had Trogues many. I've had Trogues many times before, yeah. uh, and it's always really good. Like you said, uh, the Trogue Troganator. Yep, Troganator's really, really good. I don't know if I could name the other ones I've had by off the top of my head. I, but the, yeah, I know see, I was I've thinking had the many, same. many Trogues beers. Yeah, I think you've had more than I have, but I believe I've. I've had at least a sip of the ones that you've tried. Oh yeah. Um, but I I kind of feel like now I'm I'm more prone to if I see this out on tap list, I'm gonna You're gonna go try shows yeah. more often. Okay, so um Blizzard Hop IPA. Oh, I think we had the cranberry and blood orange tart ale at some point. I'm on their website right now. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the drugs I've had, I believe, have been on draft in different restaurants. Yeah. Troganator is the one I know I've had for sure, but I do usually, when I see Trogues, I usually go, okay, I'll try the Trogues. This is just really good. I think I'm, we might have, a, I've had Hop Cyclone maybe. They have a double nugget nectar. They do. And apparently it sold out like. Immediately. Immediately. <laughs> yeah. They have a lot of shebangs. Fest lager. Fest lager as in a fest beer slash lager. I imagine so. Interesting. I would imagine so. Perpetual Haze sounds like I've had, I think I've had that. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I love how hand-drawn their website looks too. Me too. It's a nice little like lighthearted kind of Tim Burton-y style going mm-hmm. on with their font. That's very stuff. accurate. Yeah. Like a nice Tim Burton world. <laughs> <laughs> if Tim Burton had happiness in his life. No. <laughs> <laughs> so. I guess let's get into the can. Yeah. Because all we're doing now is just saying we really like this beer over and over. Uh, the can is awesome. And I'm sure what drew you to it is it's black. It is all black. Yeah. It's a full wraparound for the can, not just a stick on label, which I guess is a heat pressed can, a uh, heat pressed label. Mm-hmm. I should really look into how that's made. Front and center, pretty large on the can is the Nugget Nectar logo, which is a orange box with this white kind of kapow. Uh, drawn yeah, into the, it and in the center of that kapow kind of logo is a, like a star shape explosion yeah, yeah. kapow <laughs> and it's a hand-drawn uh, black and white hand squeezing this ginormous hop that's probably the size of like a small pineapple or a pine or large large pine cone and some uh green saps actually kind of spurting out of it in other words nugget nectar are written in that happy tim burton font we were talking about uh in between the c and the t and nectar is a drop that says once a year on it. And uh, obviously ales on the bottom of that. The Trogues logo is on top. The Trogues logo is very recognizable. It's all capital letters. T R 
and then a slightly smaller O with the two, the umlaut over it. Mm-hmm. And then EGS in larger capital letters again. And it says independent brewing. It kind of appears like a black border around it on the orange logo, almost like a guitar pick. Yeah. I don't know if that's on purpose or not, but it's really reminiscent of a guitar pick. Then on the bottom, it says handcrafted by the Trogues Bros. I like that, Trogues Bros. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the right side of the can, it says alcohol by volume, 7.5%. Serve in a tumbler. Again, we really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Then it says color, straw slash orange, 1.16 fluid ounces. Then once a year, they really want you to know that. Get it now. <laughs> Get it while you can. Then hops, nugget, warrior, tomahawk, Simcoe, Palisade. Then it says, it's impossible to forget your first squeeze. Once a year as the newest humulus lupulus harvest arrives at Trogues, we blend these super fresh hops into an imperial amber ale. Excessively dry hopped nugget nectar is an explosion of pine, resin, and mango. And then it's got the independent craft logo on the can as well. And this is the government warning. Only... Unlike most, it's not typed in. It's actually handwritten in their font, which I don't know if I've ever seen anybody do their own take on that. Oh, that's interesting. Huh. They like deleted the font that's normally like the, the yeah, I like font that. that everyone else uses and they did their own, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, same exact printed logo though, but yeah, yeah, the writing isn't different inside. Brewed and canned by Trogues Brewing, Hershey, Pennsylvania. So that's interesting though. I, mm, I know mango is in the... Um, the description for the hops that they used, but that's not a flavor that I that I would have described had you just asked me. Well, I mean, this quote unquote pineapple could be mango. Could I be. mean, it's all fake flavors. They're not fake, but it's all the hop. Yeah, it's seeming like it tastes like these. things. Yeah, None of yeah. them are actually pineapple or mango juice in it. I would. I could pull, maybe I would get pull mango or pineapple or maybe apricot, but I yeah, don't, so some... would I. But maybe it's more mango. I don't know. I'm gonna leave that to the experts. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they might think it's mango, but yeah, I think it's more pineapple, apricot. Personally. Yeah, it's really just an everything beer. It really is a little bit of IP, IPA, a little bit of a West Coast IPA, mm-hmm. a little bit of an amber, a little bit of an amber ale. Yeah, I mean it's. This is really good. Really good, really fantastic, and very different. It's a very yes. different kind of beer than That's you're used I'm to. That's what I'm most happy about <laughs> is how unique <laughs> this is compared to what we've- Yeah, what you normally find. It really, normally you find an ale, it's an ale. Mm-hmm. An IPA is an IPA, a sour is a sour. A double IPA is a double IPA. A stout's a stout. It's very rare you get this beer that is all things, kind <laughs> of. Oh, it's so bizarre. It's, it's really tough to put your finger like, yeah. obviously they call it a nectar ale, but- they don't call it an IPA, but is this this is probably an IPA, right? I really don't know. Although the IBUs on this is probably really not that much. It's really not a bitter beer, even with all the hops in it and stuff. Yeah. And the fact that they call it like aggressively dry hopped. I it this really well, doesn't aggressively scream. dry hop doesn't necessarily mean it's hoppy. Yeah, that's true. That just means it's gonna taste you taste the hops, which you do. Mm-hmm. But just because they use up bunch of hops doesn't necessarily mean they're bittering hops or they're trying to make it bitter. It's just the hops are there for taste and it really does taste like hops in a mm-hmm. great way. And it might be a good way to introduce somebody to hops or into the yeah. world of IPAs. Like, hey, I like beer, but I don't really like IPAs. Yeah. So you talk about, oh, this is this hop and that hop. Some people are like scared because they think an IPAs. 
something like this, it's like, yeah, but hops are so much Harps more aren't than scary. bitter. Yeah, exactly. They have actual distinct complex flavors. It's not just bitter. Exactly. And, you know, maybe you can lean, lean into that bittering stuff. You know, if you talk to like somebody who's just getting into beer, like somebody at my work or something's like, oh, Mr. Bear, I, I just got into this. I just had tried this. And it's like, great. All right. At least it's not Natty Ice anymore. <laughs> and it's like, that's great. You're 21. You're starting to drink all these different newer beers. That's yeah. cool. You can go to breweries and not just drink, you know, crap beer at parties. Mm-hmm. But you might not have that tongue for bitter stuff yet. It's true. <laughs> There's so many things that I that started develops. liking, like just within the past few years, where whereas my palate when I was younger was so much different. Right. And it takes it sometimes it takes time. And this is a good way to get started on like a hop journey or stuff or beers yeah. that are like this, where the hops are prevalent in taste, but not in bitterness. But mm-hmm. you really do get this like. This is what a hop can be. This is what these hops taste like. This is delicious and fruity and earthy and piney and nectary and sweet and so approachable. Like I can't, I can't think of anyone who wouldn't like this beer other than maybe people that don't like beer. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say if you don't like beer, this is what turns you on to beer. No, definitely not. <laughs> it's still a beer <laughs> uh, for sure. Like I'm not going to give my mom this and be like, yo, this is one that you might like. Yeah. But if you like beer in any of its forms, I think you're going to like this beer. Probably. Freaking fantastic. It's so good. Absolutely amazing. I'm really glad you found this beer. And this was like a last minute edition because we didn't do the beer we were originally, originally planning for this week. And it's like, I'm so glad we did because this beer is so good. Yeah. Like I even and texted so you last you might, night as I was this. doing this research. Like this is going to be really good. You did. You were like, I'm really excited. And you don't usually text me that. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is fantastic. And such a surprise in terms of mouthfeel, taste. Well, maybe not taste. In terms of mouthfeel, mm-hmm. bitterness, color, color, clarity, clarity, and carbonation, and sweetness. This is so freaking good. So yeah, once again, that is Trogues Nugget Nectar. If you're in any of the <laughs> ten states where Trogues are sold, if you're lucky enough, pick go this try one them up out. as soon as possible. It's a limited release for January, basically. So. Get it as soon as you find it. Yeah. And then after you take your first sip of the first can, you're going to want to go back out the next day <laughs> and grab and another pick pack. up another pack. <laughs> it's it's so good. Like if we had t- more time off, like if we were able to do this show full time or, you know, any of my other 95 podcasts and stuff full time, we're making us rich beyond our wildest dreams while we went to Universal every year, because we mm-hmm. go through Pennsylvania. Oh, we could stop here. Oh. We could just stop there. Make it like a 14-day trip or whatever and like stop yeah. on these breweries. And this would absolutely be a, a stop I would take. Yeah. Fantastic. Mm. That's all I got. Well, that's all I got. I was <laughs> waiting for you to finish it up. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, yeah. Thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, and share it with your friends. And then you can subscribe to catch our future episodes. Find us on crackinoneopen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at crackinoneopen, or shoot us an email at crackinoneopen at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions, because we want to hear from you. We do? Oh, yeah, we do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let us know anything you guys want us to cover on the cast. We will. And if you're a brewery, again, we always say it. 
reach out to us. Let us know what you want to do. Even if we've already covered your stuff, we cover breweries multiple times. Yeah. We want to talk like, to you. We hey, want to learn if about you're your listening, Yeah, if you're listening to this episode and you have another beer coming out, let us know. We'll pick it up if we can. We're not asking you to buy us stuff. No. If it's not going to be available here, send it to us. If you want to send it to us, that's cool. But just let us know you want us to do something and work with us. And, and we would love to do some stuff with any brewery. Yeah. You know, we've done a couple of interview episodes and I think they're some of our most fun, so and much fun, illuminating kind of episodes in terms of, of learning about how these people make this stuff that we drink all the time and brings yeah. us together. Oh, so that's so good. Yeah. And it's free promotion for you and an educational experience for us. And the viewers. <laughs> By viewers, I mean listeners. <laughs> all right. Well, what I guess it's time for plug? my plugs, huh? <laughs> <clears throat> me, 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 me. I've got two other podcasts I do. I've got Forgotten Cinema Podcast I do with my buddy Mike Field, where we talk about films that for some reason seem to be forgotten by audiences, whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time, or the film simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We discuss what we love about the film, maybe don't love about it, but we always recommend you revisit it. You never know when you might find your own forgotten gem. Forgotten Cinema is available Every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcast, we post on the social medias every week, including fun little commercials based on our episode every Thursday. I think they're funny. Other people think they're funny. So they're funny. <laughs> uh, and we're available also at ForgottenCinemaPodcast.com or ForgottenEntertainment.com as we are part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. You can also find me at Two Player Bros, a podcast I do with my buddy Dave, who are two guys who play way too many video games. Join me and my buddy Dave as we talk PlayStation, Xbox, VR, PC, Nintendo. We have it all. We play it all. Uh, and join us every other week for a post game presented by Two Player Bros, where we take a deep dive into your favorite modern classic or new release, talk about the story, the gameplay, and what we think about the game. That's available wherever podcasts can be found as well, as well as TwoPlayerBros.com. Or ForgottenEntertainment.com is that is also part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. And then I've got my audiobooks, which, as you all know, I don't make any money off of them unless you buy them. So please buy them. Uh, most of them are horror stories, uh, but I do have a few other ones. I've got Vacation Planet. I've got Switch Art Fraud and Gangsters, which is like a Guy Ritchie movie where I do a whole bunch of British accents, more <laughs> British accents than I've ever done before. I had to learn how to do some of them for this book. That's pretty fun. Uh, but my horror stories, I've got Coffee at Midnight. It's a collection of horror stories. Progressive Entrapment, a collection of horror stories that gets progressively grosser as it goes along. Uh, can you stomach the end? And then I've got Final Girl, which is a, basically an 80s slash movie uh in a book which is awesome and i've got sour which is like evil dead mixed with an appalachian uh southern fairy tale which is really cool i do a couple of voices in that as well and that's a really fun uh book to listen to check me out on audible michael butler look him up get him help me out let me quit my day job i hate my day job i got all this other stuff going on too i'm really busy <laughs> give me give me give me like one less thing to do and those are my plugs and my shameless beg <laughs> <laughs> and a special thanks for our theme which was composed and performed by joe reichert until next time oh you can actually clink your glass now that you have I no can. beer in it yay cheers cheers, cheers.